Oh my, just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we are about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things. The ones truly changing the world, the instigators making a dent, the people changing how we do sales and marketing, leading innovation, the people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome back to a special author's episode of Intrepid Business. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really excited to talk with a former physician and now author about his second soon-to-be-released novel. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Larry Krantz, author of the book Strange Miracles. Larry, welcome to our show. Joe, thank you. It's nice to be here with you. Before we get started, could you take a few seconds and inform the audience about your background? Certainly. Um, I went to school back in New York at Cornell, became a physician, and practiced medicine here in Colorado. I was an assistant professor of medicine at the University of Colorado. But I also studied English when I was in college and uh, longed to become a writer, something of a hidden passion of mine that's had a chance to reemerge in recent years. I live here in Fort Collins with my family, which is uh, another little slice of heaven uh, that we enjoy very much, including the mountains and hiking and all kinds of outdoor activities. Could you give us a 10,000-foot overview of your new novel, Strange Miracles? Joe, I've always been interested in human potential. Uh, Some of this goes back to work by Abraham Maslow and others who uh, talked about self-actualization and how far we could go as human beings in understanding our purpose and our potential. Uh, There are a lot of shows these days about people with special powers and gifts. And while this is fantasy, to some extent, I've always been interested in what people are capable of doing that often isn't spoken about. For example, um, you may have had the experience, as most of us have, of someone coming to mind just before the phone rings and they're on the other end of the phone. In other words, there's an intuition, a gut feeling, or something that goes beyond the level of the mind that gives us an awareness that is almost unexplainable. So I wanted to write a book um, about human possibilities, which include a doctor, uh, which is a subject I can write about with some authority, who discovers that he has the magical ability to heal people, and also a woman who discovers she has great perceptive abilities. And the story is a work of fiction, which is kind of a fun adventure describing what happens to them. Uh, For example, you might think that a doctor who can truly heal people 
would be something that everyone in the community would like. But it turns out that in his very conservative community in Missouri, people began to wonder if his power came from a darker source, not something um, God-given, especially for those with religious backgrounds. And there are those who want to use and misuse the abilities of these two people and others, which starts a bit of uh, an adventure for both of them. I've always wanted to write a book which would be the type of book that I would like to read. Uh, Something that moves quickly, is interesting and entertaining, and I hope that's what I've done in this book, uh, which is called Strange Miracles. I finished it this weekend, Larry. I think you've done that for me for sure. It was truly an interesting book, one that I didn't want to put down each time I had to take a break to attend to something. And you hit on a topic that I was hoping we'd get into is this human potential. I, too, wrote a book from a whole different standpoint. It was years ago, and it was more from an HR perspective. And it has to do with having confidence. And one of the precepts is that if you have all the skills required to do your job and you practice those skills and sharpen your knife every day, you'll come in and you'll have way more confidence than, for lack of a better term, lazily walk through life. So I think the combination of maybe higher powers and higher forces and then this confidence, to me, I see them working together because I've felt in times of my life, whether it was as a teenager playing sports or as a young career person excelling in my career, sometimes I felt like I had more than the average amount of power. But it was based on having been prepared for the moment, having prepared both physically and mentally and had all my skills sharpened. So uh, I'm really interested in talking about those kinds of things as we go through our interview today. Thank you, Joe. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed the book. I appreciate that. But, you know, it, what you say reminds me of athletes who speak about being in the zone. Uh, I think it is a matter of preparation and confidence but also uh, an element of internal stillness where everything comes together for them and they're able to achieve things on the athletic field that seem almost difficult to believe. I've heard uh, basketball players who have been in this zone, as they call it, who say that they have a sensing of where the game's going before it gets there. Uh, where the next pass is going, so they could already be moving that way to receive it or intercept it from the other team, Um, when to release the ball, and they're sure the ball's going in the basket the moment it leaves their fingertips. So this is an amazing area, and I think there's uh, much to be explored. I I do think a lot of it does come back to this... um, sense of internal quietness that a lot of spiritual leaders have spoken about over the ages. Uh, A certain point of centering where a lot of these different factors are able to come together and we can take advantage of them, which again goes back to fulfilling human potential and uh, seeing how far we can go, which may be 
far beyond what most people consider uh, the limit. In terms of this gift of perception that the book is really based on and and really drives through, what would you do with a gift of perception and maybe the ability to change physical forms just by your intent? Well, Joe, I think, you know, a lot of us do this subconsciously, um, and it, it relates, again, to the point of, of stillness and centering, of trying to be in the right place at the right time. I've been in my car on the interstate and just had this gut feeling I needed to slow down, get in the right lane and let traffic pass. And there have been other times I've had the feeling I need to get away from a, a certain car that somehow felt disturbing and, and get away, perhaps uh, move more quickly. And I can't prove it, but I believe there was a certain level of intuition that uh, helps protect us if we're listening to it and we're open to it. So I, I think this has an everyday application. As far as being able to magically heal people, that's a tough one. I, I wish I could do that. But <laughs> I could also say that I've seen patients get better from cancer and other illnesses that defy explanation. I don't take any personal credit for it, but all doctors have seen these kind of spontaneous remissions. And they defy science, uh, sometimes with people who haven't undergone the usual kind of treatments that we would expect them to take. And yet they show up years later feeling fine, looking great, somehow having recovered from um, one of these terrible illnesses. So it tells me there's a lot more out there than we think of in conventional terms that's possible. Well, I tell you, my father had an episode right before he had a bad bout with emphysema for the last eight years of his life, and it's when we found out that he would be sick for a long time. He was in the hospital, and by the time I got there, I got there just as a priest was praying with him, praying last rites. I still remember it with a video memory. And the doctor saw me walk up and was outside the room, and the it was in my hometown, so the doctor was a friend of mine that I'd gone to high school with. And he pulled me aside and showed me the x-rays of this 50-cent size hole in my father's lungs. And told me, basically, that it wasn't good and they were doing everything they could. And that was a situation. Well, this was a Thursday. Uh, a different friend of mine was in that same physician group and was doing rounds on the weekend, and on Sunday, he came and got me and said, what's going on? What happened here? And I said, well, what do you mean? And he showed me the x-rays from Sunday my dad had taken, and there was no hole. And there might have been some kind of funny business somewhere, I don't know, but maybe there was some kind of mistake behind the scenes, but... I'm in healthcare, and I went and checked the x-rays, talked to all the doctors, talked to the radiologists, and on Thursday there was a hole in his lungs, and on Sunday there was not. And these aren't the kinds of things that clear up for a 70-year-old man who is pre-emphysemic overnight. It just doesn't happen. So I'm on board with things can happen that you just can't 
talk about. There's no way you could ask for these kind of things to happen. They just happen. So, but I think there's a, a, another point there in that you mentioned this quietness. Are there many of us that can get to this state of quietness with all the noise that's in the world, with our phones going off and buzzing at us and our computers and Facebook and Twitter and everything else? Can Are there, are there many times when we're actually in this state of quietness anymore? Joe, I appreciate the story about your father. That was, that was nice to hear. Uh, as far as stillness goes, I think sometimes we do need to pull back from all of these uh, noises and distractions. And whether one meditates or prays or just goes to a place apart and lets things settle down and experience quietness, uh, I think it's, it's very helpful. And science has shown it's very healing to do that. To, to get away from the constant pressure, the, the high blood pressure lifestyle that most of us lead. And we can come to a point of stillness and quiet, which is very refreshing and very healing. Uh, once again, I think that the Buddha, Confucius, Jesus, and so many other great leaders have pointed to this inner life, this inner sensing of, of oneness with, with things, whether one calls it God or uses some other term, uh, there is a sense of connection between us and, and all that is around us that I think brings us closer to the true person we are. It, for me, it's, and I do this in my life, I, I take time to no quietness and stillness when I can. And it's very soothing and there's a, there's a great depth to that kind of a, of a session, an internal session, where all sorts of things are put back into perspective, relationships, emotions that we can uh, manage and learn from. So I think it's, it's a very important part of health and a part of living. And with that, Intrepid Business will return with our guest, Larry Krantz, after this quick break. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you by Miles Finch Innovation, LLC, a creative consultancy that is passionate about ideas, imagination, and facilitating a culture of innovation. Miles Finch Innovation helps companies navigate the messy territory of corporate innovation. They're strategic thinking partners who can help you get unstuck and identify creative solutions to your toughest challenges. They also love to train and speak on the subject of creative leadership. Learn more about how they can help you at milesfinchinnovation.com. Miles Finch Innovation. Idea-centric. Strategically driven. Humanly conscious. And we're back with Larry Krantz, author of Strange Miracles. Larry, before the break, we were talking about perceptions. If people start to get in touch with their gifts of perception to whatever extent or strength they have, 
What if they make a wrong choice? What can it change that person? I think we all make uh, wrong choices, Joe, but I think we can, just like a, somebody flying an airplane who gets a little bit off course, we can make course corrections. We can learn from our mistakes and move on. You know, I, people sometimes ask me about feelings of guilt and shame, but, you know, we can be hard on ourselves, but that's only when we start dragging the past into the present because whatever it is that, we're upset about has already happened. So if we can learn something and just be better, be a better person, a more whole person in the present moment, um, we may not make that mistake again. We, I kind of envision a, a, an upward spiral where people pass similar points in their life, but hopefully at a higher level if we, if we keep learning and keep ma making those course corrections. But let me, let me say something else, Joe. Um, you may know a little about quantum physics. I don't understand it very much, and I'm not sure how many people do. But it's been shown that you can affect a particle in one place and a similar particle completely disconnected from it in another place can be affected. Now, how that happens can't be explained in terms of the cause and effect universe we know. But yet, somehow it, it works. And a lot of scientists are very excited about this, even though they don't fully understand it. So I think this goes back to perhaps, perhaps gives us a hint to how spontaneous healings or extrasensory perceptions can take place. Not by the usual outer communications uh, that we're thinking about, but by some other mechanism that is yet to be fully elucidated, but nevertheless has been shown by science to be present. Very interesting. What do you think history teaches us about miracles? There are a lot of reports, a lot of biblical stories about miracles, walking on water, curing the blind, uh, doing all sorts of remarkable things. I think it opens possibilities. Who's to say what the limits are to human potential? Um, I think they're illustrative stories as to what is possible. And that's, that's how I take it. In my, in my writing, I try to take what we know to a somewhat fictionalized version of reality and consider that such things under the right conditions might be possible. I love it. I love the illustrative stories of what is possible. That's great. Do you think miracles still happen? And if so, what are some examples of everyday miracles? Well, I wish I had more, you know, hard and fast examples of physical miracles. Uh, I think they occur in little ways that people don't speak about. And I spoke about the uh, kind of perception that I think a lot of us experience perhaps without chronicling it very much. Um, for example, if you go into a house where a couple has just had an argument, even though they may put on happy faces and be the perfect hosts, quite often there's a sensing that you have when you go into that place that an argument has taken place, that things just feel uneasy and aren't right. How do we know that? It, it may not be from any conscious clues, 
but from something at an intuitive level. We just sense it. You sense when the air is taken out of the room. Or you sense when something wonderful has happened. I, I used to deliver babies, and there was an unspeakable joy when a baby was delivered, which went far beyond the event itself. Just something magical was happening that you could feel. To me, these are these are miracles of a sort. I agree with you. I agree wholeheartedly. Larry, before we wrap up here, tell us a few more things that we'll get from your book, Strange Miracles. Help us get those one or two people that might not be sure they're headed straight to Amazon to buy it, to go straight to Amazon and buy that book. Well, thank you, Joe. Uh, I think it's just a fun story. Uh, I like a book that moves at a good pace, uh, that doesn't get too bogged down in details or wordy descriptions. Um, I'm an action-oriented person, and I write that way. I like things to move along and yet be interesting and stimulate thought, and stimulate possibilities in our imagination. Uh, that, for me, is what is exciting, and I hope that came through the book, and I hope that those who read it find the characters likable and interesting and can relate emotionally to what's happening to them so that they share the journey, they share the challenges, and they share the triumphs of the book. I always try to leave my readers with a feeling of new possibilities. I, I don't want to end a book on a down, but more on opening doors and a stimulus to consider new possibilities, and that the world is a wonderful, marvelous place to live in. And we're all on a great adventure, which is what life is about, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I just wrote down each of those objectives, and I'll put a check by each one for me. So congratulations. You've nailed it on this one, Larry. I hate to say it, but we are running out of time. Before I let you go, where can people go to contact you and learn more about Strange Miracles? Joe, thank you very much. Amazon.com, people could purchase it in a soft cover book or download for Kindle or go to Barnes Nobles and download for a Nook. So it's readily available, and I really appreciate you speaking to me about it, Joe. Absolutely. It's great to have you, Larry. Thanks for making time to join us today. Great to be with you, Joe. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Larry Krantz, I'm Joe Lavelle. We'll see you soon on this special author episode of Intrepid Business. <laughs>